Hi, this is the Mentoring Lab Podcast, where we create a work BFF mentoring movement, one episode at a time. Here are your hosts, Sarah and Kelly. Hello, and welcome to the Mentoring Lab. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelly, and you forgot to say podcast. Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, if you don't know by now what you're listening, just kidding, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, Kelly, how are you today? What's going on? Anything new? Um, well, let's see. Well, of course, I'm fabulous because that's my mindset. I always try to be fabulous. Um, once in a while, I am not fabulous, but for the majority, I am. So something that is going um, new this week was we were just chatting is I um, just got a sidewalk put in. So I'm very excited about that. Yay. And a little patio. Summertime's coming, yard beautification. So very excited about that. I know it's crazy um, because we were talking about the cost of concrete and I was saying, and I'm completely ignorant to how concrete and everything, all that's done up. But essentially I was like, to me, it's like ground up stone, like material mixed with water, but yet it costs thousands and thousands of dollars um, to have done, which I just think is crazy. But I know, I know it's going to look beautiful and I know you're going to be very happy with it. Yes, indeed. How about Um, you? What's going on with you? Not much. Just been really busy this week. Um, A lot going on at work, um, a lot outside of work, at home. Um, Still working on this challenge. Um, As you know, the 75-day challenge for like my mind and my body. And I think I'm on day 22. And I think I'm – I think I – hit a wall yesterday because I know we were supposed to record and I tried to push through it in the evening and I just could not find the energy whatsoever. But I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm having more good days than bad days. So, Well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right. So getting ready to get into our cheers for the week. So do you want to kick us off with what your win and what your loss was? Absolutely. So I have been working on a project since about the beginning of the year. And um, when my mom passed away, she had tons of jewelry, tons and tons and tons more jewelry than any person ever should have had. So much I gave away some and um, I sold some and I still had a ton left. So I took some select pieces and I took them apart. The idea was inspired from other people, but I took it apart and I made a piece of art with some of her jewelry. So I finished that project. So that's my win. I feel really excited about it. And I posted a picture of it on Facebook and I think I got more likes than I've ever got on any photo. So um, being a non-crafty person and doing a craft project such with such detail as this one, I felt really good about that. So that's my win. I feel really good about using um, an artistic talent that I don't really have to make a beautiful piece of art in memory of my mom. Nice. And then my loss um, is literally a loss of a person, um, not someone that passed away. Oh, I was like, I was like, wow, we're, we're 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 really we're going from lighthearted to really like deep and dark right now. I know. I You're bringing it because... on me too. I said, I don't want to know what your winner loss is. I don't want to start taking each other by surprise. And you should have, yeah, guys. If you could saw the look on my face, I was like, oh. <laughs> surprise no (laughs) I didn't lose someone from death but I did have a team member of mine their um, assignment ended and they've moved on to another assignment 
Um, so I did, that's my loss for the week is I've lost a team member, um, but they have gone on to do something else. So I guess that's a bittersweet loss. So that's my loss. So I take it since it's a loss, it's someone, um, that you really enjoyed working with. Um, Oh yeah, absolutely. I have a fantastic team and, um, we have people that come on and off the team for different assignments and so forth. So it keeps it diverse and it keeps it fresh and ever growing and, lots of mentoring. It's like every changeover is another mentoring opportunity and mentoring in a different way because every person brings their own perspective to the assignment. So yeah. Oh, so for me, my win for the week is I actually felt very productive this week and um, did a lot of things. And i was going to have a couple of brags and um, did a, you know, several workshops this week and they went really well, was really feeling myself. But then um, I was sharing with you beforehand with this, this challenge that I've been doing on my own. Well, me and my partner have been doing it. Um, I've been having good days and bad days, more good days than bad days, but long work days and then top of, you know, working with you on this and then um, doing this other with working out, eating right, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to actually say my win for the week is I kind of hit a wall yesterday where I was just mentally and physically exhausted, but I, as tired as I was, um, I started to feel a little slightly sorry for myself, but then I picked myself up and I'm proud of myself because I didn't have a breakdown and I could have several times this past week just kind of lost my shit by being super busy during the day and doing stuff in the evening. Um, again, everything I'm bringing on myself, you know, I'm choosing to do these things. Um, but I am mentally and physically, I'm like pushing my limits, but I'm just, I'm actually really proud of myself for it and not having a breakdown, not really having a pity party when I am having my bad days and just struggling right through it. Cause I know the other week I, one of my losses was like, I was just starting to complain a little too much or let people irritate me. And I've had the opposite attitude this week and I'm just pushing through. And then my loss. Um, I know for those of you listening, you cannot see the video, but Kelly, you could probably see behind me. You see that blank wall back there. There used to be a bookshelf there. (laughs) So last night, um, we were downstairs, um, just finished up dinner and was getting ready to come upstairs for an early night. And we heard a loud crash upstairs. So of course we come running up there and I actually thought it was the new TV we just mounted in my office a few weeks ago, but no, it was this freaking bookcase that was attached to the wall. You actually coincidentally have the same mini bookcases from Ikea. Love it. Right. Um, had ripped completely from the wall and I've had it up there about four years. Um, I did put it up there by myself four years ago. Cause I'm like, I'm woman, I'm strong. I don't need anyone to help me do it. And, uh, Kevin took a second and looked at the wall and he said, um, you didn't put it in a stud, did you? And you didn't put any, um, like the brackets, the braces internal, the wall to kind of, I know I'm probably saying that wrong, but if it's not going in the stud, those other things you need to put into the wall to hold on to it. And I was like, yeah, no, I didn't do that. And he said, well, wow, Sarah. <laughs> yes, that's, he, he looked at me and he said, wow. And he said, you know what? I'm surprised it's lasted this long. And he just walked away because I think there wasn't even words to describe how he felt. <laughs> so I almost took a couple of pictures of the bookcase on the floor. Um, and all the mess it created. And I was actually going to say, yeah, we had a an episode or an incident in the house, but it would have sounded like a death thing too. So I didn't. 
But I did have a couple of figurines on there from a TV show that I used to absolutely love called True Blood. And they're actually collectibles um, figurines of characters on the show. And um, two of them, um, they survived. Uh, no fatalities, but each of them lost an arm in the process. So I will have to be super oh. back on. <laughs> um, so needless to say, they are worth nothing right now. Uh, well, I do have that same, I have four of the bookcase that mm-hmm. you had and the installer would not attach it to the wall because he said they're not designed to go to the wall. But the weird thing is you and I have them hanging vertically. Yeah. You hang them horizontally. They're designed to attach to the wall, but he wouldn't hang mine on the wall. But anyway, shall we get on with our toast? Yes. <laughs> That's interesting. They're not designed to attach the wall, but yet mine on one end has a plate on on one end that looks like and that's I was like oh this is supposed to go on the wall so yeah so I'm gonna um do it I'm probably gonna keep it so it's on the ground but I'm still gonna have to put it attach it to the wall because yeah Mm -hmm. they're front heavy and it'll just tip right over and god forbid I don't have small children or children at all but I do have fur children (laughs) and um god forbid well that's what the bracket for for the when you do it vertical like you said it's to attach it at the top so it doesn't lean forward right but they're not supposed to be up off the floor yeah mine was up off the floor a good foot and it had some heavy that's what I wanted too you could vacuum under them that's why I wanted them off but anyway all right yes cheers times um I will be doing my green juice. Um, so here's cheers to you with your with your whiskey. I'm kind of jealous, but few more days, my friend, and you can enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's to our wins, and here's to our losses, and here's to one day being our own bosses. Cheers, cheers. That was yummy. Um, maybe one day. <laughs> that's yummy as you make a, a sour plus face maybe one day we'll get um we'll get our cheers um in sync right <laughs> <laughs> all right so today's episode is really a kind of a special follow-on up episode from um the episode that we just published with uh john lee dumas and it's a follow-on to um really talk about one of the questions we asked him and i think it was kelly that asked the question wasn't it yeah, about um, reaching out to your giant. Yeah. So it was reaching out, like, what mentoring advice would he give someone who didn't have the courage to reach out to their giant? Because um, we were talking about his book and his chapter five, and he talks about some mentoring stories of how when he started out, he reached out to people, um, especially in the podcasting industry, um, that were sounded like the one was fairly new. She'd only been doing it like a year, year and a half. And he was like, yep, I want to be where she's at. She's a great role model. He reached out to her. So that was like his giant, quote unquote. So we want to talk a little bit more about that. I think we've touched on maybe a much earlier episode about taking that leap and asking or finding mentors. But today we want to dig a little deeper into that. Um, And I actually was going to kick off with talking about a couple of different ways you can do that and to really think about that because um, it worked out well for him and how he did it. Um, and I think also that was a, and we'll, we'll touch on that too, like a professional, someone who office, offers those types of services and you pay them for it. So you can have, I think, a little better luck with people like that, especially if you don't have a relationship with them. But for me, I kind of take a little bit of a different approach. And I think you do too, Kelly. I think we're in agreement in some of it. So 
The first thing is, um, so there's three different ways we're going to talk about, actually four different ways. And the first way is like the traditional network. So um, this is a great way to start building your tribe. And that's what we're talking about, building your your network of um, mentors or your tribe of mentors. It's really important. And I say tribe and mentors because it's important to have more than one. Yes, it is important to have more than one because you want a mentor for that need. Um, depending on what the need is, if you want to be a um, brick and mortar business store owner, then you're going to want someone who has experience in that. If you want to be a talk show host, then you want someone who has experience in that. If you want to be a um, health coach, then you want someone who has experience in health coaching. So depending on what your need is, what it is you're trying to improve or work on or, or develop within yourself, you want to have that person who is experienced in that to be your mentor for that particular thing. So yeah, it's really important um, to think in terms of you're not going to just find one person. It's going to be all and give you everything you need, and especially in different stages of your life. So the first approach is just the traditional approach. And what I mean by that is looking for mentorship within your organization or a company. Um, And this is usually done through um, maybe perhaps a mentoring program, different types of leadership programs, different types of learning, networking events going on. These are really great places to start meeting new people or just getting to know people you already know even better, colleagues better, um, and start developing those relationships. And then also is professional organizations or associations where you can start reaching out to people. And um, I will caveat too, it's easier to reach out to people. So if you are part of a leadership program or a mentoring program, typically they, um, if they're going to match you, if there's a, for the leadership, if there's a a mentoring element, or obviously if it's a mentoring program, um, a lot of times they help in some sort of way with the matching. So you might be matched with someone that you don't know and you haven't had the opportunity to develop a relationship with. But a lot of times uh, good relationships can be developed from that. So that's just a traditional way of looking at it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And to touch on some of the things that you were talking about um, with finding a mentor and um, reaching out to them and a key thing is we were talking about is chemistry, chemistry, if you will, you have to have a connection with someone. And you were talking about the um, matching. Sometimes Mm -hmm. organizations will match. you fill out a form and there's a big computer program that says, this is the best person that you should be matched (laughs) with. Kind of like, um, right. What's that, um, that dating thing. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not match.com. That's what I was thinking about. The big one. Yeah, but not that one. There's the one. Um, oh my goodness, with the guy with the gray hair. You know what I'm talking about? It'll I, come to me. Anyway. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I know our listeners know which one I'm talking about. The guy with the gray hair, and you know, at least like fifty percent or something like that. This many people get married after it. But anyway, so oh yeah, that's yeah, where I know you what fill out. About. You know what you know what I'm talking about. I yes. can't think of the name. But anyway, you fill out a questionnaire, and based on how you answer it, a computer program matches you up. Or other programs where you do like a speed dating type of thing where you spend um, 10 minutes, you know, talking to the person face to face or Mm -hmm. video to video. And, And even from that short 10 minutes, you get a vibe, you know, you get a feeling whether there's a connection where it's someone that you think, yeah, I could definitely pair up with them and we could have a great mentoring um, relationship and um, it could be beneficial for both sides. So 
That's so true. Like a lot of the the programs, right, um, that are ran in-house at your company organization, right, hopefully they are trying to match you up um, somehow like that, whether you're filling out a questionnaire, whether you're doing an event. I know where we work at, we actually, and I know because I run it, we do a speed mentoring matching event, which is much like speed dating, like Kelly was saying, and you spend about 10 minutes and then the potential mentee gets up and moves to the next mentor. And then we do a scoring because for me, I really feel like I'm a big connector, like a relator. Like I like to relate to people and I think most of us do. And even though it's a quick 10 minutes, like she said, you're going to get a feeling for this person, whether like, yep, there's a connection or no, this person's kind of a jerk or they're really nice, but I just don't think we click for whatever reason. So yeah, so hopefully you're doing that. So that's the traditional networking part um, to start finding and building those relationships. So then we go to the peer mentoring, which again, peer, there's a lot to be learned from your peers, from your colleagues. It doesn't always have to be someone above you. It can be someone right on the same level as you, but maybe they have more ex- years of experience than you. Maybe um, they are a subject matter expert in an area that you're not. So there's always something to be learned from your peers. And I can actually um, say um, 10 years ago, someone came into my life at work um, and I was actually unofficially and formally mentoring this person for a couple of years while they learned very new in their career. Um, and now fast forward 10 years later, I can say that even though I am more senior than this person, I have really um, learned a lot from them in the last couple of years. And it's been more turned into just a peer um, or a mentor relationship, excuse me, from my perspective, just being me, the mentor, and then the mentee. Of course, they're still learning from me as we work together 10 plus years later. But it's to me, I find it more as a, a peer-to-peer mentoring. It's a reciprocal relationship that I have with this person. And it's amazing how it's grown over the 10 years into that. And I still learn from them and they're still learning from me. And that, my friend, is what you call your work BFF mentor. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that is a, a fantastic thing to have. Um, so one other thing um, is the next point is sometimes, like for me, I, have, I talk about having um, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, right? Well, I'll say five of my mentors are virtual that up until JLD, I've never met them in person. I decided several years ago, I wanted to develop and grow my entrepreneurial mindset. So like I said, I searched on the word entrepreneur and up came the EO Fire podcast. And that's where I started following John Lee Dumas. But from there, there's Brendan Bouchard. There's John Maxwell, there's Simon Sinek, there's Darren Hardy, there's Tamara Gondor, there's, like I said, John Lee Dumas. So a lot of um, Mel Robbins. So a lot of these mentors, I pull bits and pieces from their podcasts, their webinars, their books, different things that they do, live sessions online. So I, I get mentoring from these people that I've never met, but they're exuding the qualities that I want to develop and grow in myself. So I follow them. I read their materials. I learn from them. And it's funny talking to you when you say, whenever you talk podcasts, when you started listening to some of John Lee Dumas's podcasts, you started hearing things that I say. So he had such an impact on me that it was coming out Mm -hmm. through what I said, and I didn't even notice it. Mm -hmm. So you do 
um, learn and you inherit things from. Uh, and I say they're my they're my virtual mentors. They're people that I follow. I read their books and I learn from them and I share what I learn from them with the people that I mentor. Now I do have in-person mentors as well. And I reach out to different ones for the different things that I need. And it's interesting to me because when I'm like, hmm, I really need help with this or who could help me with this, mm-hmm. different people come to mind. So that is how you identify with the people that you need for your particular need. Did I say that right? You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you mean. So, but the main, the key thing is, and probably the hardest thing for people to do is envision and imagine and identify what do I want to be or what is it that I want to be able to do? Do you know what I mean? To identify the right mentor for whatever it is. Like if I want to be a podcast um, queen next to John Lee Dumas, right? (laughs) Um, What do I need to do? Who is the best in the business? Who is really rocking whatever it is that I'm trying to do? If I want to be a TV show host, some people would say, I want to be like Oprah. Well, do you want to be like Oprah or do you just want to be a successful TV show host? You know what I mean? So it's important to narrow it down to what is it that you really want to do? What is it that you want to be successful at? And then you have to find who is successful in that industry or that niche, follow them, read about them, learn from them. And like you said, if you need to hire them, pay the money and hire them. Now there's another person, another mentor that I forgot to mention is um, Suzanne Evans. And um, I follow her and I've taken her free workshops and she's probably one of the few that I got really close to clicking that purchase, purchase this course button. And I didn't because at the time I knew I couldn't commit to what she was going to hold me accountable for. And I was like, if I'm going to pay money for a mentor like her to achieve what she can offer, I need to have, you know, my feet to the fire and be ready to rock and roll. I couldn't be one foot in, one foot out. I had to have both feet in and ready to do what she was going to do because she's really um, amazing. And I, I knew I would achieve success if I paid for her. Yes, Kelly. So just to touch on what you just said, that is, you said you weren't ready to make that commitment because you knew she was going to hold your feet to the fire. So again, whether it's, you know, that that virtual mentor, that virtual giant that you're trying to reach out to, or just a mentor within your organization or company or some or another organization or company, someone you admire, you've developed a relationship with, that's really important is these mentors are providing you valuable time, even the ones you're paying, they're um, paying for it, they're providing you valuable time, experience, um, they're giving you advice. And if you're not taking that advice or that guidance or any action that they're asking, you know, telling you to take, they're going to notice that. So it's like, you're going to get from the relationship, what you put in. And eventually if they see that they're giving, 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 but you're not really taking it to heart and doing anything with that, um, that's not good. So just kind of want to throw that out there. Also, when you're, when you're thinking about reaching out to someone, are you ready to make that commitment? Are you ready to really take to heart what, um, what they're going to tell you, what they're going to advise you on, what they're going to help you with. And that actually reminds me of a story that someone just shared with me recently. Um, A a colleague has been trying to learn a new system and 
they're, you know, they're, they're fairly new. They're trying to learn the system and someone recommended them that they reach out to another colleague and said, you got to go to this person. They're the best in the, they're the best in our, our company. Um, they'll be able to help you. They're just, they're, they're friendly, but they're, they're, they're the subject matter expert on this. So they did. So they've been reaching out to that person, introduce themselves, fast forward a couple months later. Um, I think they talked to this person on a weekly basis, you know, through email, Hey, how are you? And then they are continuing to ask this person questions about the system to learn. And then the person, the colleague that was telling me the story, they're actually taking the information, the the valuable time that this person's like, yep, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. Or this is how I would handle this situation if this comes up with the system, et cetera. So they've been taking everything that that person's been telling them the last several months. They've been using it, growing, getting better with the system. And finally, this past week, they were like, you know what? I think I'm going to ask them if they'll just be my mentor. Um, and you're, oh, and they great. were, yeah. And they were like, do you think that's a little too bold? And I said, absolutely not. I said, you've already developed a relationship, which is extremely important when you're going to ask someone to be your mentor, especially at work. Um, even outside of work, if it's not a professional that you're paying, um, to, to have that relationship. Cause I was joking with you and I was like telling you, I immediately thought, man, she already laid the groundwork, right? She developed this relationship. She's been relying on this person's expertise. This person, whether they know it or not, has been indirectly mentoring this person, this mentoring her for months now by answering these questions and helping her learn and grow. So now she wants to take it to the next level and says, I just want to make this like more of a formal thing where I get to gather with them more often because I think it's going to help me learn and grow faster with learning the system. And I was like, that's perfect because I was like, you set the groundwork. You're already taking what they've taught, you know, been teaching you, telling you, and you're applying it. So they're actually seeing a result of what they've been communicating to you. Cause I was like, it's perfect. It's not too forward. Because I I equivalent to if you ask someone to be your mentor and they don't know you, yeah, like JLD said when he reached out, you know, I know this is creepy, but I really like you and I think it would be great. Well, you know, she's a professional. She took it professionally and was like, yep, here's my my price. And he was like, yep, here's my credit card. Well at work, you know, you don't have that transaction. Um, so when you ask someone, you want to set the foundation, you want to have a relationship because it's just like you wouldn't go on a first date with someone and immediately be like, will you be my boyfriend or girlfriend? So I kind of equivalent <laughs> that, you know, to like mentorship. <laughs> right. You just, you know, I don't know, but sometimes you meet people um, and you just have that instant spark and you're like, yes, will you be my mentor? But there's a little bit more to it. So which leads me to our um, fourth and final thing is reaching out to that giant. So Kelly was just saying about. Um, the virtual mentors, you can you, reaching out to those giants. Some of them seem like untouchable, unattainable, right? Because they're like super duper famous people. Um, but they do have free podcasts, webinars, et cetera, that you can participate and take part in. So you're getting that mentoring as well as then they do have paid programs. So what about if you actually are willing to just take the step and reach out to your giant? Um, this is the person, like JLD said, this is the person where you want to be one year from now. And this could be at your company, your organization. Maybe um, you're starting your own business. It's outside of your day job and you want to reach out to that person. So some things um, to keep in mind, I would like to throw out there, you know, it goes without saying it should be someone that you highly respect. Um, they share the same values of with you and the chemistry. That's really important, right? So if 
it's not a paid professional. I know I keep saying that. You want to make sure, and even if it is, it's someone you click with if, you, if you've if you been listening to them or following their material for however long. But you really need to have that chemistry to get along with them. Do you, do you click with them? And I recently was listening to someone of a... a, a um, a business guru, a big entrepreneur. And he said he has two major mentors in his life. Um, one was a first boss that he worked for many, many years ago. And he actually worked for free for a year. And another one, he actually paid a very big fee for, for a year. But seven years later, um, he that guy is still mentoring him at no charge. But to him, when he's ready to reach out to his giant, um, he didn't call it that, but it's the big mentor. He said, I consider, is this someone, to know if I'm really clicking with them and getting, there's a chemistry, is this someone I would invite into my home to have dinner with me and my family? And that was kind of like an aha moment for me. Right, right. And you know, I can relate to that because (laughs) I use a similar um, where um, my gauge is, are you someone that I would go to your funeral? You know, it takes time and emotional investment to go to a funeral. I know Mm -hmm. it may sound morbid. But if I'm willing to invest my time and my emotion and my energy to go to your funeral, then you really mean something to me. So Mm -hmm. um, obviously anyone that dies won't know that I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) No, it did. It was this. But that's how I gauge, you know, if, if I love you enough to go to your funeral, then we're really good friends. Yeah. And that that's funny because when I was listening to him say that, I was like, that reminded me of the story you told me that one of the very first stories, I think when 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 we were talking offline before we record episode, we were talking about friendships at work. And you're like, well, you know how I determine a friend at work. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then you dropped that bomb on me. Would I go to your funeral? And I was like, oh, that is really interesting. So yeah, immediately. So that friendship at work, that is a good way to determine if you're truly friends with somebody. Um Unless you're just super duper nice, which Kelly is, but um, some people might go to everyone's funeral. I don't know. But no, that is a good um, threshold. But yeah, for reaching out to that giant, would you invite this person? If do you truly have chemistry with them, would you invite them to come to your home and have dinner with your family? So building a relationship, it's really important to introduce yourself. So someone within your company, outside your company, et cetera, again, don't be like, will you be my mentor? It's like dating, right? You wouldn't ask someone immediately to be your boyfriend, to be your girlfriend. So you want to start a conversation. You want to start an introduction with them. Or maybe you know them, but you don't know them very well. Again, reaching out to them, starting small talk through email, going to networking, learning events, um, asking them questions about their expertise, like the person I was just telling you about um, that was reaching out to someone who was a a, uh, subject matter expert. So you're asking them questions um, one by one, getting, you know, picking their brain, so to speak, getting that expertise. And they're really in turn mentoring you just in an indirectly way. So you're actually learning from them. You're taking action and they're going to see that you're taking action on what they've shared with you. And I think they'll definitely be more open to them when you're like, hey, I'm ready to take this relationship to the next level. Will you be my mentor? (laughs) Sarah, that's a great point. And what you were saying about, you know, you wouldn't ask someone to be your boyfriend or girlfriend on the first date. I suspect um, that is probably why some people hesitate to ask people to be their mentor because it's that fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you look up to this person, you admire them. You think they're so smart. You think that they have something that you can learn from them. And if you ask them, will you be my mentor? What if they say no? You know, so Mm -hmm. there's a little bit, I think, a fear of rejection in 
um, has causing people to hesitate to ask other people to be their mentors. But I will tell you, 9.9 out of 10 times, I believe the mentor will say yes. I believe that they would be honored that you ask them and they'll say yes, because most people want to give back what they received from their mentors and quote the giants, this yeah, the giants that were there before us. You know what I mean? Okay, so I'm gonna challenge you on okay, what you just said. Me. Go right ahead. Hmm. So I have a difference of opinion or how I would feel. So if a complete stranger in your company came up to you and you don't know them from anybody, but they've heard of your name, they've seen you at meetings, they've heard other people talking about you and they're like, wow, she's really successful. She's, you know, yep, I, I think she'd be a great mentor, but they don't really, they don't really know too much about you other than that stuff, bare minimum. Um, and they approached you and was, and you don't know anything about them. You don't even know their name until they introduce themselves and they asked you to be their mentor. You would say, you'd be, you would just be honored and be like, yep, I'm on board. Well, like I said, 9.9 .9 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I love wiggle room. Busted. No, I get, to I totally get what you're saying <laughs> that, um, you do want to kind of know the person before you ask them. But generally when you ask someone to be, you know, like JLD said, he reached out to her and said, I've been following you. I admire you. I like what you have to right. say. I like what you do. I want to learn from you. Right. And she was like, okay, you're creepy, but okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So I think, I think most of the time, and if you're within the same organization, you may or may not know you know, everyone in the organization or know who the mm -hmm. person is, but you might even, if that, if a perfect stranger came up to me and said, you know, I think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Will you be my mentor? You would be so awesome for me. I'd be like, all right, well, let's have a conversation. And, and that's where you would start from there because you really need to identify, would I really be the best mentor for you? And let, right. what do you want to get out of this? What is it about me that you want me to mentor you on? Do you know what I mean? Because no, we may not be perfect. a good fit. You may think you may think we're a good fit based on what you hear, but in reality, if we don't have that conversation, then it may not be a good fit and then it wouldn't be beneficial for either party. I agree. And I think that's an excellent tip um, that you just gave. If someone, if you're going to approach someone blindly or if someone approaches you blindly as mentorship is you know, at the very least to say, yeah, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about it. Right. Cause my first inkling is like, well, why do you think I would be a good mentor for you? And then going back to JLD, like he kind of sold himself because he probably did some re obviously if he listened to someone here, he did some research, he had some facts. So when he went to her again, she, it was a paid mentorship relationship. So it's slightly different, but he was like, bam, 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 bam. This is why I think you would be perfect for me. He did his research. He had his stuff up front. So it's going to make her more inclined to be like, okay, I don't know you, but let's try this out. So again, at the workplace, it's like trying to get to know someone, do some research on that person or just introduce yourself and just say, hey, you know, Kelly, I'd really like to talk to you sometime about your role, you know, you know, in the C-suite, you know, you know, I, I'm just really curious, how did you get there? So you're starting slowly, you're planting that seed. And then of course, you know, if someone asked me, how did you, I'd be like, oh yeah, let's set up a time. Let's do an online, you know, a virtual chat or something. And you, so you're starting, see, so you're being sneaky about it, right? 
You're, 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 you're <laughs> strategic, you're not be, sneaky. There you strategic. go. You're being strategic. <laughs> so you're 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 befriending them. You're getting to know them as a colleague, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. So then you just start to ask more and more questions, check in with them. You're building that rapport. So then you can bust out with like, okay, I'm ready to go to the next step. Let's have a mentor mentee relationship. All right, guys. Um, I guess we're getting ready. Uh, wow, we've gone a little longer. So again. Just wanted to reiterate the importance of mentoring, reaching out to your so-called giant, um, whomever they may be. Again, you got your traditional networks. You got your peer mentoring. Don't forget your colleagues. Um, there's a lot to be learned on having those wonderful reciprocal relationships. Um, then Kelly hit on the virtual part. So those giants out there in the worldwide web of podcasting or uh, coaching or mentoring, you get, you know, business people to touch and then just taking the stand and reaching out to your giant, which we just talked about. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Kelly? No, Sarah. I think that um, we covered a lot of good points in this discussion about building your mentor tribe and just remembering you don't have, it doesn't have to be just one mentor. You can have many mentors and even over time as your life changes, Sometimes your mentoring needs change as well. So build your tribe, build your network and reach out and make those relationships with people and um, even giving back, you know, sharing your value and what you are good at. Share that with the people coming behind you. So as you get mentored, you mentor other people. Most definitely pay it forward. So thank you guys for listening As always, we are so appreciative of you and especially for being a part of our Work BFF Mentoring Tribe. And our movement grows through you listening to our show, but also for all of us showing up and supporting other women through our mentorship and friendship. From your Work BFF mentors, be safe, be positive, and tune in next week. 